It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Washington football team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked on to the Washington football team with the Locked on Washington football team podcast. I'm Chris Russell. One half of the Russell and Medhurst show on the Team 980, the Washington football team flagship station from 3 to 7 Eastern time, also on the Odyssey app. David Harrison, my partner, is off tonight. He will return with a crossover Thursday edition on the next edition of LOWFT. Normally you can find him. Uh, on SI.com's Fan Nation, covering the Washington football team, and as well on Twitter, at DHarrison82. You can follow me on Twitter, at Russellmania621, the podcast, at LockWFTPod. We are here each and every Monday through Friday and beyond to give you the latest and greatest, hopefully, in Washington football team coverage. Lots of news to get to. Thank you again for making Locked on Washington football team podcast your first listen every day on this episode. We're going to be joined by my buddy Scott Abraham from ABC7. Scott's always out the facility covering the professional football team of Washington, D.C. and Northern Virginia. So we will get his perspective in a two-part interview. Uh, Plus some voicemail, reaction, and a bunch of roster moves. And that's where we start, obviously, on this midweek edition, the Washington football team making a flurry of moves on Tuesday. First, they put John Bostick and they put uh, Tory McTire on IR. That was expected. Also expected... They promoted Danny Johnson, the corner, and Jordan Kodasik, the linebacker from their practice squad, to replace those guys on their 53. Then they also signed kicker Chris Blewett. Yes, you heard that name right. And wide receiver Damian Willis to their practice squad. Uh, let's start with Chris Blewett, a college kicker at Pitt. Uh, He has not kicked in an NFL regular season game. He has not kicked in a game of any consequence since 2016. He is a local product. And again, he's only on the practice squad. So that's the flurry of roster moves made on Tuesday by the Washington football team as they get ready for the New Orleans Saints. All right, let's get to my buddy Scott Abraham from ABC7 in Washington, D.C. Again, Scott's a great guy, does a great job covering the Washington football team and all other Washington D sports. Part one of the conversation with him uh, that I had on a late Tuesday evening. First, we talk about the Ryan Vermillion situation that cropped up on Monday. How big of a deal do you think this is? I think this is a big deal because it's the first... I guess, X in terms of culture in the Ron Rivera era. You know, it's been 
uh, pretty clean slate for Ron when he took over for the Bruce Allen and the Jay Gruden era. And you know all what happened during that era. And um, a lot of cleaning up he had to do. And he brought in his people. And Ryan Vermillion is one of his people, Rooster. They have a very close relationship dating back to Carolina. They worked together for, I think, nine years in Carolina. Vermillion is one of his first hires. Listen, Rivero's hired January 1, 2020. Vermillion was hired January 4, 2020. So mm-hmm. he was right there right away when Rivera joined Washington. He trusts Vermillion. Uh, he trusted him with his health when he was battling cancer. So, you know, I, you can't say Rivera is implicated or the team's implicated in any way. There's an investigation, but still it, it doesn't look good in terms of him trying to build the culture. And there's a federal investigation, the DEA involved with this Vermillion investigation. It's not great, Rooster. Yeah, and, and you point out the delicate nature of personal relationships versus what we all do, you know, maybe in our private lives, maybe intertwining with our professional lives. I mean, I mean I'm, I'm sure Ron has to be disappointed despite not saying so on the record when given an opportunity, more than an opportunity to, to answer uh, that. But, you know, ultimately, even though Ron brought him here and even though Ron has shaped the culture and even though he's a very important part, should Ron be blamed ultimately for a decision that was made 20 months ago? Yeah, I mean, that's it, it's tough to say, Rooster, because number one, we don't know all the information. We don't know exactly what, the, what they're investigating, what he did, what he's allegedly doing, who's involved, players, coaches, how big is this scheme or whatever it is. So I think it's a little too early to implicate or, or say Rivera uh, or, or the franchise. You don't know exactly what's going on. But unfortunately, Ryan Vermillion is a reflection of Ron Rivera. He's a reflection of the Washington football team, just like I'm a reflection of ABC7. You're a reflection of the Team 980 and 106.7 The Fan. If we screw up, it's a reflection on them, and it doesn't look good. So this doesn't look good for Ron Rivera because he brought – Vermillion over to Washington. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, you've been around football. You've been around different organizations, different cities, different markets. I mean, I think a lot of fans, and maybe this is good for Washington, so I'll ask it this way. A lot of fans just simply don't care about the head athletic trainer. You know, if this was Ron Rivera, if this was the defensive coordinator, if this was somebody, you know, a big-time player, obviously there would be a lot of outrage, a lot of people care. Maybe that's a good thing for Washington being that, again, it's the head athletic trainer. Now, that's not to say he's not very important. Uh, Jay Gruden on my radio show on Tuesday compared him uh, or the head athletic trainer to an offensive coordinator, to a defensive coordinator in terms of the constant interaction and communication that you have to have, the trust that you have to have, the relationship that you have to have to make it work. But maybe from a outside perspective, from a national media, from a local fan perspective, Scott, this might be the best thing for them, that it was only Ryan Vermillion. And I hate to boil it down to that, but from a stigma standpoint, that might be you know something that gets them through this. Vermillion is connected with every single player yeah. in that building. He works with them, he, you know, their ailments, their injuries. Every player knows who Ryan Vermillion is. They have to deal with them, COVID protocols. They go to Ryan Vermillion. Sadly, Rooster, I think this fan base locally is kind of immune to everything because this is just another thing on the ledger, unfortunately, of the dark cloud that hangs over Ashburn of one thing after another. And um, 
to to an extent, I think some of the fan base thinks it's comical because it, it's again, it's just one thing after another. Like, what's next? Oh, not a surprise. Oh, wow, federal investigation, DEA. Oh, who would have thought this would have happened in Washington? You know, it's almost comical to them, and it's sad it's gotten to this point because this franchise sometimes just can't get out of their own way. I mean, that's. Yes. And, and even when, when Ron starts talking about that, as he did uh, on 106.7 Tuesday morning with the junkies, yeah. you know, and he says, you know, I mean, he was asked directly kind of about a dark cloud or a black cloud or whatever. He's like, you know, that's what we're trying to run away from. That's what we're trying to deal with, you know, but it keeps finding us. And like you said earlier, uh, we don't know where this is going to wind up, but right now, perception wise, this is kind of the first stain if you will on on the ron rivera era brewster it doesn't take a genius to understand when the feds are involved yeah it's not a good thing not a good thing not a good and and again we caution everybody just like we would always do we're not saying anybody's guilty nobody at this point has been arrested what we do know there's a federal investigation a federal investigation And, 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 and that the stuff. team called the team, not the feds, not the DEA, the team called it a criminal investigation. Now, they also da- distanced themselves at, you know, well, they said it was unrelated to the team. Right. That was the that was the key statement there, right. in my opinion. We'll see. We'll see if that holds up. Though. Exactly. I mean, we'll see if that holds up because there could be a lot of things going on here uh, that we'll have to see about uh, Scott Abraham from ABC seven in Washington, DC, our guest here on the locked on Washington football team podcast. All right. Now that we play police blotter, I wanted to ask you about <laughs> the team. Let's start with the bad first. Isn't that the crazy part <laughs> rooster? We're like six, seven minutes into this right. interview and we haven't talked about the I actual know. football. And the X's and O. That, I know. That's but, sad. That, I mean, that that's sad. But that's the, that's the way it's always, well, not always with police stuff, but with yeah. controversy and, and, and debacles of epic proportions. All right, once again, that is Scott Abraham, part one of our conversation. Part two is coming up next as we discuss the offense and the future for this football team. Plus, why aren't you guys going to FedEx Field? That's next. Hey, Washington football team fans, I'm Chris Russell with an incredible app. Everyone who buys gas, which is you and you and me, needs to know about. It's called Get Upside. Our listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. As a matter of fact, I got a text from a real good friend of mine back in New York on Tuesday afternoon. And he said, hey, what's that passcode for the Get Upside app that you guys talk about? And I said, well... Silly, if you listen, it's touchdown. And that's what I'm going to tell you again. It is indeed touchdown. If you go to the App Store right now or Google Play and download the free GetUpside app, you're going to get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to 50 cents cash back just simply by using the promo code touchdown. Don't pay full price of the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside again with the promo code touchdown. 50 cents off per gallon, your first tank, 25 cents per gallon off after that. You could save a couple of hundred bucks a month, depending on how much you drive. You can cash out at any time in your bank account, PayPal, eGeth card for Amazon and other brands. You are going to love it. You're going to save money. And with the holidays coming up, you're going to need that money. Let's face it. Again, get the free Get Upside app, just like my buddy did. 
in New York. And I told them to use the promo code TOUCHDOWN, and I'll tell you the same. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN, and you're going to save yourself some cash. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, thanks for making the Locked On Washington football team podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. I'm Chris Russell, being rejoined by my pal Scott Abraham of ABC7. Is there any way, even though they were going against um, a, 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 a tough couple of quarterbacks and Matt Ryan and Josh Allen and Justin Herbert out of the first four, is there any way that you could have thought that this defense would be not this bad, but even close to being this bad? Chris, going into this season, when I saw the schedule and the quarterbacks they were facing, I honestly thought there was going to be a little bit of a drop-off. Okay. I didn't think they were going to freaking fall off the cliff, bro. <laughs> I- I'm serious. They-, they literally have fallen off the cliff. Yeah. Yeah. It's like night and day difference. How do you ex- how do you explain it? Did we did we overrate them or or did we rate them properly and they're just playing poorly? Nothing's really changed with that defense from last year to this season, right? I mean, I mean, you if, added, anything, you in a if anything, they Collins. should be better, right? You add in a William Jackson, yeah. Bobby McCain, Bobby McCain. They Damon should be Davis. better. They, they have, I think they have a better pieces on this defense than they did last year. Yeah. The only thing I can think of is that competition they faced last year is far less superior than what they're facing this season. You know, the Ben DiNucci's, the backup quarterback for the Bengals, Nick Mullins of San Francisco, and old Ben Roethlisberger, they're not walking through the door this year, Chris. They're playing the Justin Herberts. They're going to be playing the Patrick Mahomes and the Josh Allens already. So that's the only thing I can think of. And also maybe these offenses are figuring out how to attack this defense. Maybe the blueprint's there on how to beat this defense. And they're looking at tape from last year, the same scheme with Jack Del Rio, the quick passes, getting the ball out quickly. You know, a lot, a lot of people talk about the defensive line and, and the lack of pressure and the first-round picks. I'm really disappointed in the secondary. I think the secondary has been atrocious. William Jackson was a trendy free agent pickup. I think he has a pass interference call in every single game. He's been getting burnt. Landon Collins, yes, a great story. I don't see the Landon Collins that he was with the Giants that burst. I think Kendall Fuller's dropped off a little bit. I think Cameron Curls regressed a little bit. The linebacking play, that's been well documented. has been great. I think Cole Holcomb has been probably the best player. And that's not really saying a lot because it's, it's Cole Holcomb. No, no mm-hmm. offense, Cole. Um, but you expect more from the John Bostics, who's going to be done for the year. The first-round pick, Jamin Davis, hasn't really flashed too much. The defense is one, is one machine. And, and you can say they have their own little part. Defensive line, linebacker, secondary. 
this recipe ain't mixing. Well, you mentioned a couple of the linebackers. Let me, uh, I don't even know if you know this as we are recording this, because uh, I know you've been busy with other things, but the Cowboys just released Jalen Smith. They're, they're, they're versatile linebacker who at one point was a, was considered to be a top five, maybe a top three pick before he blew out uh, his knee and obviously then rebounded, was drafted in the second round, so on and so forth, got a massive extension a year and a half ago, hasn't played very well, quite honestly. And there were rumors about them moving on, but the contract is kind of prohibitive. They clearly won't claim him on waivers, but somebody like that, you know, would you be willing to take a flyer? It seems like they are in the market for, for a veteran linebacker because we all knew going in when they made the 53-man roster in the cuts, they were kind of thin at linebacker. They didn't really have the depth there. Um, so with Bostic being gone and kind of the poor play and um, maybe the rookies unproven and Jamin Davis, you almost have to think they have to bring in or take a flyer on a veteran linebacker right here. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, guy like Michael Kendricks, who was here for a cup of coffee uh, last year and actually had six tackles. Uh, he was back visiting with San Francisco, I think, uh, yesterday. So, I mean, that might be still an option. They did promote Jordan Kanasik uh, as of uh, Tuesday afternoon to the active roster. Scott Abraham, ABC7, uh, with us. Um, moving, I, I guess, on one more bad thing, and then we'll get to the good stuff, I, I, I assume. Um, they brought in a play, practice squad place kicker blew it. Uh, who, who they worked out to him, blew it, right? Not the name you want, not the name you want for a place kicker is one job, right? Blew it. Oh, you blew it. Now he's not on the active roster. Do you think it just takes one more shaky game from hop or is it because he's on the practice squad and they didn't add him to the 53, you think like he, and, and this kid hasn't kicked in, at all in the NFL. Never. And, and I think the last competitive game situation, real game situation was 2016 at Pitt. Do you think this is still a little ways away? I think it's just a, maybe a little bit of a shot fired by the coaching staff and Rivera mm -hmm. to maybe a little in-house competition. Competition is, is always a good thing in terms of um, within the team. Let's be honest. Again, Hopkins got bailed out mm -hmm. for, the, for the second time this season. The Giants game was number one got bailed out and here against the Falcons very fortunate not one but two missed extra points and did not come back and haunt them he, he he's close he's on the edge rooster um you know it's just going to take another few missed extra points or or a crucial missed field goal and unfortunately he could be uh handed his walking papers so I think you're going to give Blue it a look if they're on the practice squad they wouldn't put him on there if they weren't a little bit interested I think there's a little kind of a, a mentality or gamesmanship involved here in terms of Dustin Hopkins. So I think we're a little bit away, but it, not too far away. Cause I think Hopkins is on the edge and, and I think Dustin understands he's got to be, he's got to play better. He has one job. He has one job. A lot of football, a lot of pressure on Dustin Hopkins this Sunday at FedEx field against the new Orleans saints. And then the following Sunday, if he's even around, against the Kansas City Chiefs. All right, Scott, let's get the good stuff in before we have to say goodbye. And I appreciate your time. Obviously, we start with Taylor Heineke. Um, look, I, I mean, I talk about him for, you know, large parts of four hours a day. You talk about him a lot. Fans can't get enough of him. We all know the story. We all know the rise. We all know the ascent. 
we know the magic things that he can do and we know some of the shaky things that he can do. Ultimately for you, I assume the magic outweighs the shaky, but do you believe the magic will win out in the end? I still don't know. I, 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 honestly, I honestly don't know because I, I was pretty skeptical uh, with Taylor Heineke. He brings a lot of energy, brings a lot of flair. But to some of these throws, he throws high a lot. He, mm-hmm. he, he throws a lot of risky throws in traffic and in, in, in coverage and into the sideline. Uh, the Buffalo game was, was not great, in my opinion. I thought he played really bad. Um, he, he should have had almost three interceptions in that game. And that's why I asked Ron Rivera last week about if he had any, if they got down early again, like, like a, a big deficit against Atlanta, knowing it was probably a must-have game, would you consider playing Kyle Allen if, if the score got out of hand against Atlanta? And he, uh, he stuck to his guns and said he had no thought about that and stuck with Heineke. Heineke played great last week. Again, he got lucky on some throws, mm-hmm. like that McLaurin ball. It was a 50-50 ball in the end zone. Who knows what could have happened? The players believe in him. He certainly believes in himself. He's a gamer. He's gutsy. He's tough. Um, I don't know. When they play these really good teams, and they're really good teams, Rooster, we'll see. I'm I'm still – I'm sorry. I'm still not a believer in Taylor Heineke just yet. He makes it fun. He makes it exciting to watch. He's not a a dinking and dunking down the field like an Alex Smith or a Dwayne Haskins, which is refreshing from a fan perspective, from a media perspective, watching the football game. But he's just got he's got to limit those turnovers. He's got to be very careful because turnovers are going to kill this team because the defense can't bail them out this year like they did right. last year. So right. if he can protect the football, that's going to go a long way in, in turning my, I wouldn't say criticism, but uh, non-belief in Taylor Haneke into maybe a believer. I wonder if he can protect the football and still be Taylor Heineke. They're going to be facing a lot of top five teams in the next couple of weeks in Kansas City and Green Bay. Let's see how he does against the big boys, okay? I I think this is a winnable game against New Orleans. The Saints don't necessarily scare me. I think they can be – I think Heineke can be productive. I think he can be successful against the Saints. This is a must-have game, in my opinion, because of what lies ahead on this schedule. So – I think Heineke has a chance to play well back-to-back games. But then, in my opinion, the true test is going to be against the Kansas Cities, the Green Bays, the Tampa Bays. Especially, don't, don't forget, back-to-back road games at the end of this month before uh, Washington goes on the bye. Scott Abraham, ABC7 with us. One or two more real quick ones. Uh, Terry McLaurin, obviously, was a stud. We know that. Um, what else is good to you about this offense right now besides Terry McLaurin and uh, the obvious in Taylor Haneke? Listen, Russo, I'm actually very pleased and very impressed with the way Scott Turner is calling this offense. Mm-hmm. I think he's doing a great job with the balance. I was really pleased with how he called the Atlanta game. I thought it was a, it was a great game plan. I thought they did an excellent job of, of calling that game and mixing in Gibson and McKissick and uh, using, you know, the tight ends and, and Samuel in various spots and obviously feeding Terry McLaurin. So, I, I mean, I've been pleasantly surprised with the way the offense has performed, and I think they're only going to get better as Curtis Samuel gets healthy. Logan Thomas 
that hurts because he's a big piece right. of this offense. We'll, we'll, we'll know more later in the week his availability uh, for New Orleans, but with a hamstring, I'll be surprised if he plays against the Saints because those hamstrings can be very tricky. So I'd love to see them even work the ground game even more. I think there's um, there's more yards to be had and maybe limit Heineke going back there and chucking it all the time, 30, 40 times a game. I'd love a little more balance of maybe getting 18 to 20 touches for Gibson on the ground or, or working at Jared Patterson or McKissick. I think they can be very successful, maybe more of a time management because who would have thought? I mean, who would have thought you'd want more possession because the defense has just been – so terrible. You, you never thought that going in because you got the defense would be the, the hallmark and the strength of this team. Yep. And right now the strength of this team is the offense. Yeah, no, it's a really good point. And I like your point a lot about Scott Turner and the balance and the commitment to the run. You definitely notice that maybe some of that is having a quarterback. That's a little bit more of a high wire act. Uh, last thing for you. And then we'll uh, let you go. I, you said, you know, you think this is a winnable game saints. I agree with you. Uh, I think it's a very important game. It's obviously not as important as last week, but it is important because of what's ahead. Yes. As we mentioned, Kansas City, Green Bay, back-to-back, -back, so on and, and so forth. Here's my question. The attendance has not been good at FedEx Field the first I, I two games. I believe they're last in the National Football League. Yes. Minister. What do you think – what what kind of crowd is tickets sold, in your opinion, this week? I'm worried. Less I, than 50? Yeah, I mean – What's the average? Do we even? I it was like fifty-two yep. or something like that. It's it's probably going to be around that forty-five to, to fifty range. You know, it's it ha hasn't been great, and I, I'm sure Jason Wright is sweating a little bit, and he's probably getting pressure from Daniel Snyder, and and that was his one job. You yep. know, big job to get fannies in fannies in the seats. Um, it's a more exciting product, in my opinion. I think this team is exciting, especially offense. You know, like chicks dig the home run. I think fans enjoy a wide-open offense yeah. and uh, an offense that gets chunk plays and, 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 and pushes the ball downfield. Compared to the last couple of years of the dinking and dunking, that wasn't really fun to watch. This is an offense that's been entertaining to watch. There's a lot of premier teams coming in these next few weeks. Saints, you have – the Packers, and you also have um, the Chiefs. Uh, Mr. The Chiefs, the Chiefs yeah. uh, coming up right after the Saints. So, yeah, I'd love to have a packed FedEx field, but I'm I'm just not I'm not confident because I, I don't think um, the fan base is there where they'll shell out that money and, and and go to a stadium that has no charm. It's basically a concrete jungle, the middle of nowhere. It's hard to get to. So. Um, it's, it's a tough hill to climb for Jason Wright and his team. And you thought there'd be some extra buzz uh, with the LA chargers game. And, you know, it was loud and I thought they missed, they missed an opportunity there to kind of win that opener and, and really kind of galvanize this fan base, the giants primetime game Thursday night. It was eh. So I'm not overly optimistic, Rooster, that it's going to be a, a rocking place. You and me, we seem to be on the same page. We're both down on the secondary big time while everybody blames everything else. And we both refer to FedEx Field as the concrete jungle. Oh, do you? Uh, yeah, it's oh, funny. Yeah. <laughs> There's no charm. You go, you go. No, you're right. You go 40, you go 45 minutes up the road to Baltimore. Yep. You're right. Their game day experience 
is unbelievable. You're right. It is fantastic. You're right. Uh, how can people follow you on Twitter, Scott? Scott Seven News on Twitter, also on Instagram, trying to pop up my IG followers because I guess that's what the kids do these days. That's what the kids uh, do. So Scott Seven News also on Instagram. Always appreciate you, Rooster. All right, guys. This week, you can get your cookie dough chunk on. See, you thought I was going somewhere else. No, I'm going with Built Bar and Built.com. Cookie dough chunk. They're ready for awesome, baby. I can't do a good Dick Vitale, but you know what I'm trying to get at. Built Bar and especially the cookie dough chunk variety is phenomenal. I'm telling you, I've had cookie dough chunk ice cream. Who hasn't? And it's delish. But this is delish and better for you. Better for you. That's the key. It's just one of the limited time flavors that Built Bar and Built.com will put out and make available to you guys. So hop in now. You can get some of the standard flavors like coconut, coconut, almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. There's really something for everyone. Built Bars, again, are high in protein, low in calories, low in sugar, low in net carbs. Get them today. Order whatever you want and you'll get 15% off at Built.com using the promo code LOCKED15. Again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com or Built.com too. All right, fellas, we're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back and well underway for another wonderful season of football. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use the promo code Locked on to receive your 50% bonus from football, basketball, boxing, baseball playoffs, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. All right, we finish up on the Locked On Washington football team podcast. We're going to squeeze in a little voicemail action here, and away we go. Hey, David and Chris. Uh, this is Daniel from Virginia again. Uh, I kind of wanted to leave one last point about uh, the implementation of Curtis Samuel, uh, him coming off that injury. I thought he looked pretty good so far in those third down situations, getting him the ball. Uh, I just want to know what your guys' uh, take is on um, kind of uh, what he can bring to the offense now. Uh, after seeing him for that first game and uh, – and uh, I kind of like how J.D. McKissick was effective in this game, but who should be our main running back in uh, Gibson or McKissick? I don't, I don't know. I feel like we can kind of go back and forth between the two, but I mean we don't have a really solid run game. I think we could probably stick with Gibson, but if we want him to be a better catch catcher, we should go with J.D. All right, good stuff there. I want to thank you guys again for making the Locked On Washington Football Team podcast your first listen of the day. Come back. 
uh, as we'll be joined by the uh, Ross Jackson of Locked on Saints for a crossover Thursday edition. Uh, that'll be uh, David and Ross. They'll take care of you on that edition. And David and I will return for a final look ahead and a preview of the New Orleans Saints and the Washington football team. Now make your second listen of the day. The Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. Brian Peacock, former NFL scout Matt Williamson, giving you the expert analysis in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available on all platforms. Got questions or topics you want us to discuss? Send them in. 301-615-3577. 301-615-3577 via the voicemail. LockedWFTPod at gmail.com. That's going to do it today, Washington football fans. Thanks again to Scott Abraham, and thank you for joining us. We are free and available on all platforms. Again, David will join you on the next edition with Ross Jackson of Locked On Saints for a little crossover Thursday. I'll be back with David for the Friday and weekend edition. I'm Chris Russell, co-host of the Russell and Medhurst radio program on the Team 980 with Pete Medhurst Monday through Friday, 3 to 7 Eastern Time on the flagship station for the Washington football team. Again, we'll be back together later on this week. David back for the next episode with Crossover Thursday right here on the Locked On Washington football team podcast. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.